Welcome to All Steelers Talk, your home for everything Pittsburgh Steelers, presented by AllSteelers.com. What is up, Steelers Nation? Thank you so much for jumping on to another episode of All Steelers Talk. I'm your host, No Shrek Vine, joined every, usually Monday and Wednesday, but this week, Tuesday and Thursday, by my main man, Stephen Thompson. Today, we're breaking down a clerical error that still needs to be talked about and has more developing pieces as we move throughout the week. And on top of that, some injuries as we lead into week one. And of course, as always, football season is back. And we're going to make some bets because we love to lose money. It's what being a sports writer is about. But first, it's a beautiful day out here in the beautiful Pittsburgh, Pennsylvania. A little gloomy, but that's Pittsburgh for you. Make sure to go subscribe to us on YouTube.com slash All Steelers Talk and check us out anywhere you get your audio podcasts. Steven, how you doing, my man? Doing very well. I'm excited. Starting to feel like fall a little bit. Oh, yeah. It's definitely. I I walked to the gym. Yes. Two days ago and Mm -hmm. yesterday, two days ago. I don't know. And it was freezing cold at like 6 a.m. And I was like, wow, this is this is beautiful. Actually, that's I love the colds. I hate sweating. So this is this is all good news. to me. I hate sweating. I uh, I don't envy you because I sweat all the time. Like it could be 30 degrees. I sweat constantly. doesn't matter. Um, I love how people are jumping in here. Good morning, my man, Anthony, out there next door. Uh, I got to say that. Uh, so I got a watch the other day from this is a good way to just to just just to complain about something. Um, I got a watch the other day from a sponsor that we're going to break out in November. And my neighbors, Anthony and Elizabeth, grabbed it for me because I went back home to visit my parents over the weekend and when I got it, they were like, oh, they just threw it onto the porch. Like, not not, mm. not my neighbors, the mailman. Mm. And I was like, oh, yeah, no, that's fine. And opened it up, and this beautiful box that it came in was just, like, totally destroyed. The watch was beautiful, Jesus. but mm. I was like, come on, man. And I, you know, I don't complain what? about anything, but it would have been a nice box. I like to show off. I'm still in the era of we keep every box, so it would have been a nice box to have. And I'm, mm. yeah. Watch is okay. Watch is fine. Watch is so nice thick and gold like as italian as italian gets like i put it on i want to wear it all the time it's too big on me right now mm. but it was uh it's beautiful watch it's a beautiful watch we'll break that one out in november uh how was the cake the uh the cupcakes were fantastic i ate the last one last night at like like 11 30 or something right before bed you know okay actually i ate it in bed while my fiance was sleeping so <laughs> I'm sure there's some crumbs, but who cares? It is what it is. All right, let's uh, let's talk about the Pittsburgh Steelers and the backup quarterback controversy that has swept the nation. And it goes deeper than, I believe, the surface claims or the surface reveals. Mike Tomlin, the Pittsburgh Steelers, released their initial depth chart. Mike Tom- or Mason Rudolph was the number two. Mitch Trubisky our Kenny Pickett was the number three. 19 hours later, they switched that up so that Kenny Pickett is the number two. Mason Rudolph is the number three. 19 hours is a long time. And I talked about this yesterday. In my head, it does not feel like anything in the NFL gets passed up for 19 hours unless there is a reason. Do you you feel the same? Yeah. I mean, it was a simple, like, switching two names on a document it is a it is like a delete and retype the right thing it is not everyone knew what it was supposed to say 
so I don't understand why it would have taken 19 hours to fix. Like it, in theory, should have been a simple fix. You know, I heard people saying like, oh, it had to get run up the flagpole and, you know, everyone had to make sure that they went through the proper channels to make sure that that change was correct. But like, y'all knew what was, what it was supposed to say. This wasn't like, it, it, it wasn't like there was a disagreement going on inside the organization about who was supposed to be in what spot. Exactly. It was, it was just a copy and paste error, a clerical error, which I, in my mind shouldn't take 19 hours to, to fix. Exactly. 19. That's what got me is the 19 hours. I would believe all of it. I believe that it was a copy and paste error. I believe that it was nothing but 19 hours, 19 hours. I have been at practice tweeting out the wrong thing and I've had somebody come up to me who was not on their, not even on their phone within mm. Five minutes and be like, hey, man, you got to take that tweet down. And I'm like, okay, sounds good. You're telling me that news that swept the nation, like this was tweeted out by ESPN, Bleacher Report, PFF, every single publication there possibly was, had a story on the fact that Mason Rudolph somehow beat out Kenny Pickett for the number two job. Nobody saw, nobody noticed. It had to, what flagpole did it have to get run up of, run up if, they already knew that Kenny was supposed to be the number two. Like, wh who did you have to talk to? It should have just been like, oh, well, we posted the wrong one. Let's switch it, not yeah. let's wait until tomorrow morning and switch it. Yeah, right. It, it's like, dude, every, again, everyone knew what the change needed to be. Everyone knew yeah. what, there wasn't a question about what mistake they made or what what changes they need to make. They Everyone knew. And so I just, I don't, it was the weirdest thing in the world to me. And just to feel bad for Mason Rudolph. Like he, he continues to get kind of jerked around a little bit by this organization. Yeah. And, you know, I, I get it in, in practical terms, they don't really owe him anything, but come on, this is a guy who's like, you know, done a lot for you, you know, and helped you help bail you out of some tough spots and done everything you asked for him, been a good teammate, been a good professional, and you're still kind of hanging him out to drive. Sorry. You know, I transitioned into our next point a little bit early, but like, you know, it, it just feels wrong and it feels like a continuation of of kind of maltreatment in my in my mind of Mason Rudolph. I think he deserves a little bit better. Yeah. And I, I talked to Mason yesterday and he said that like there was no like they knew they knew a week in advance, which is, I think, hilarious because even I mean, Mitch Trubisky even was like, yeah, we have no idea. We've never even been told. But Deontay Johnson's like, yeah, man, we knew at the beginning of training camp. Uh, we just didn't want to tell anybody, which, yeah. you know, that's a football thing. That's totally fine. But it wasn't as I it, it wasn't like he got a switch, which means that it wasn't that eliminates the oh, it was a last minute change. Like it wasn't like, oh, in 19 hours, Mike Tom was like, never mind, never mind. Move Mason Rudolph down to three. We're, we're going to move Kenny to two. But at the same time, like he said, like Mason was like, I got a bunch of texts. Everybody was like, hey, like, look, you got the backup job. And he was just like, nah. I didn't get the backup job. I got beat out by Kenny. Like that sucks that you have to go about your day for 19 hours and text people right. and be like, yeah, actually I didn't get the job. Like I, right. I actually lost the backup job to Kenny Pickett. Like that's just, that's not cool. So what is it? That's, I think that's the only remaining question. And I don't know. We'll have an answer, but just to transition we did talk to me. I did talk to Mason yesterday. It was me and I believe the fan, Josh Roundtree from the fan and Joe Rudder were there. Oh, and Tim Benz. And he was asked, you know, how it felt and the important one, does he still want to be here? And his answer to that one, the answer to that one got me. We're going to, it's about a minute 30. 
second clip. Stay with us. Check it out. Well, for any competitor, you always want to be first. But, uh, you know, that's, that's not the case. So that's the hand I've been dealt, and I gotta you know, I just do the best with it, and uh, we'll see what happens. How did you feel you competed? Uh, I, thought, I thought I competed well. I was, I was happy with the way I played um, in, in camp, the practice and games. So, happy. To use your phrase here, if this is the hand of your brother, is it your preference then to stay in Pittsburgh, or is it your preference to find a new place to play so you might have a quicker chance to get yeah. back in the field? Yeah, um, you know, that's, that's decisions are between my agent, Omar, and then the front office. So. Um, yeah, I'm not gonna. I'm gonna leave that for those guys. And just, you know, for, you know, for now, I'm, I'm on this team and do the best I can to help the guys prepare and, and, and you, know, give, you know, do everything I can from a, from a mental perspective to help the other two guys if they need, if they need any help. So. Do you feel you were kind of dealt a fair hand in the, the competition there? Um, you know, the hand I was dealt was the hand I was dealt, and uh, I. You know, thought I did the best I could with it. I can, I controlled what I can control. And I thought I performed. You know, there was, you know, there's always mistakes, but for the most part, I was, like I said, I was proud of it. And uh, you know, we're moving on now. We got a game Sunday, so that's, that's the, uh, um, that's of utmost importance. So, that's of utmost importance is the game. On Sunday, I I thought what stood out is that he used the hand I was dealt five or six times and um, when asked about being here, he all he said was, I'm going to leave that up to my agents, which in my immediately what clicked in my head was, well, he, you know, they're talking about a trade. Yeah, uh, I think if he wanted to be here that he would have said that, you know, that's not something that he would have would have hide would have hid um yeah and that that hand he's been dealt line that's a line he's used uh he's used a lot um throughout training camp i've heard him use it before um you know just the phrasing of that it was given to him wasn't something that he could go out and earn um it it, just to me it made it sound like he kind of knew that this was going to be the case all along yeah um, and was still strung through this you know faux quarterback competition for however long you want to say, like, you know, through this through the spring, going back to the spring, so maybe six months or so. Um, you know, it, whether or not he was good enough to actually push for that that second string job, whether or not he was better than than uh than Kenny or not, like that's just that's just a tough situation to be in to have to go face the media every day or every week and say, Yeah, I'm still competing for this job. Yeah, I'm good enough to have I'm good enough to get it. I feel like I'm playing well and then behind the scenes, you know, in your own mind, you have to deal with the fact that you're not good enough, that you have already lost it and that, you know, nothing you do on the field is going to be good enough to, to change it. Yep, exactly. That's it. At the end of the day, Mason Rudolph was strung along and I don't believe that Mason Rudolph should have won the job. Like I've, I haven't been somebody who's like, Oh, Mason Rudolph has an actual shot to be the Pittsburgh Steelers starting quarterback this season. I haven't believed that for a whole year, probably longer. But I, I still think that, like, at the end of the day, the way this guy has been treated and just dragged through the mud in Pittsburgh has been rough. So the question, do you think that he actually does get dealt at some point? Because 
I'm not, there's no way that that door has been closed. There's zero chance teams aren't still calling and there's no way Mason's agent isn't working to try and figure that out. Yeah. Um, I think it's certainly a possibility. I hope kind of for his own sake, honestly, that, that he does get traded. Cause I think that's the only way he will kind of be able to build a career um, for yeah. himself. But yeah, I, I definitely think it's still, it's that door still open and I kind of expect them to honestly, um, you know, I, I think there is um, there's eventually going to be a team that that needs uh, a backup. You know, this is the NFL. Like people get hurt. Uh, things happen. So and, and Mason is you could do a lot worse at backup quarterback than Mason. Rudolph. Oh, someone yeah. with starting experience, someone who's won in the NFL, someone who's made a bunch of starts um, and, and done so relatively successfully. Um, you know, yeah, you could do a lot worse. So I I would not at all be surprised to see to hear that people are still you know looking for him and answer and taking uh making calls for him and i i kind of do expect him to get traded at some point this season if not before this first game so this is a, a faceless man i want you to drop the four teams i'm not saying that i disagree with you i'm just very curious as to who you believe those four teams are because and again like i'm not saying i'm not saying i disagree or that you're wrong i'm just i'm very interested to see who those four teams are and i agree with with you steven i think that there's no chance that we make it to week eight and mason rudolph is still on the pittsburgh steelers roster there's just there's just none he's a true professional he's handled this entirely too well the Pittsburgh Steelers understand that there's value there and that value is going to grow as teams like the New York Jets. What if Zach Wilson isn't ready for the next four weeks, but Joe Flacco isn't the answer? You, yeah. You're going to call for Mason Rudolph. He's probably going to be first on that list of, oh, okay, well, let's go try and get somebody who could play a pretty basic offense. You know, a guy like Kirk Cousins goes down or Derek Carr. There's a million of these guys. Somebody goes down. You're going to call for Mason Rudolph and say, well, at least we'll have an opportunity to do so or to continue to win. And I don't I think at some point the Steelers are going to give in and be like, yeah, we'll just take a sixth round pick for Mason Rudolph. Like, that's totally fine. We have no worries here, you know, and I think Mason's going to keep pushing for that. I think at some point. You just like, okay, like, you know, please get rid of me. And I think that conversation's already been had. Who would be the third string quarterback? Oladokun is actually in Kansas City. I I don't know who they'd pick up, but I do know that they would definitely add a third string quarterback. He'd be on the practice squad. They'd act add a practice squad guy instead of a active mm-hmm. roster guy. But it, they they'd have somebody there, and that person would just be here to play scout team. And they've they've operated like that before. I mean, when they got rid of Josh Dobbs the year that Ben went down. They operated with Duck as somebody who they never expected to play a football game. They just looked for to come in here and be a practice squad guy, and then everything happened. But yeah, that, that's yeah. how it works. The reality is that if you're on your on your third string quarterback, you're already in a tough spot. So they're not going to bring. You're not going to be able to bring in some big name that that is worthy of you know starting in a real in a real situation. So um, I wouldn't expect a a big name or or someone that. You know, it was going to be a real game changer for the Steelers to come in in that spot. Do you all right? Let's look at these names. Faceless man dropped us four names here: the Atlanta Falcons, the Seattle Seahawks, the New York Jets, and the Houston Texans. So we'll 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 operate as if the Jets don't have Zach Wilson. I agree with the New York Jets. I'll leave this up. I agree with the New York Jets. 
I think that he's better than Joe Flacco. The Seattle Seahawks, possibly. Uh, maybe. Yeah, that yeah, maybe. That feels like more of a real competition between he and Gino, maybe than than yeah, anything than Drew else. Yeah, yeah. Um, but I still think Gino is probably the better player. I'd have I to think that, that you're gonna roll Gino out there just because he gives you opportunities to make plays with his legs. Yeah. I don't think that you get that with Mason. Houston, I'm not going to agree with Houston. I think Davis Mills is the answer there for at least right now. Mm-hmm. And Atlanta, I don't I don't know if I agree with Atlanta either. I, I mean, Marcus Mariota isn't a good quarterback, but I think that I, I would see them trading for him, but it'd be a one-year type of thing because I think Desmond Ritter is who they want to be the guy in the next two years. Mm-hmm. But yeah. I agree with this statement. DK Metcalf definitely becomes more of a threat with Mason Rudolph than Geno Smith because Mason's going to, you know, he throws the ball deep, but he doesn't have, like, he's he's a check down guy. He's a huge check down guy, and that's. Yeah, I, I believe that. If, flaw. Yeah, I believe that if I saw Mason take, like, any risks at all, you know, when I watched him play. But um, I haven't really seen that from him. You know, you kind of got to take some risks to throw it deep and. I haven't exactly seen him do that. He kind of no. takes the safe route out. Most Every single time. time. Every single time. All right. Well, I, I think we agree he's possibly, probably going to be traded. There's a lot to go into this, but there's no way that this error just happened. Okay? 19 hours doesn't just fade into the dust in an NFL organization. They under, they know when people sneeze. They know whenever every time somebody sneezes, they always understand when an error was made and to wait 19 hours to wait 19 hours and to have nobody get fired over it. That's, um, you know, that means that there was a reason there. I I don't know what that, that reason is. All right. I want to talk about Deontay Johnson's injury. And as always, we got some week one bets because I'm very excited that football's back. But first we got a word from our boys over at Manscaped. Does your happy trail look more like a happy highway? Does your bush peek out over the fences? If you had to even think about the answer, you need the revolutionary products from Manscaped. Success is when preparation meets opportunity. And Manscaped's platinum package will make sure you're prepared when opportunity strikes. Join the 6 million men worldwide who trust Manscaped by going to manscaped.com for 20% off plus free shipping with the code STEALERS20. Manscaped's Platinum Package 4.0 is the one-stop shop for the man who deserves it all. They have designed this package to allow you to fully align your entire hygiene routine with elite products. Inside this Platinum Package, you'll find the Lawnmower 4.0 Trimmer, Weed Whacker Ear and Nose Hair Trimmer, Ultra Premium Body Wash, Ultra Premium 2-in-1 Shampoo and Conditioner, Ultra Premium Deodorant, Crop Preserver Anti-Chafing Ball Deodorant, Crop Reviver Ball Toner Spray, Anti-Chafing Boxer Briefs, and the Shed Travel Bag to hold all your goodies while traveling. The Lawnmower 4.0 Body Trimmer and Weed Whacker Nose and Ear Hair Trimmer feature proprietary advanced skin safe technology to protect your delicate parts and holes. Both are waterproof so you can have so you can shave with less mess. In addition to shaving, you can now completely upgrade your shower routine with the Ultra Premium Body Wash and Ultra Premium 2-in-1 Shampoo and Conditioner. You'll have your skin and hair, hair feeling hydrated and smelling fresh. Don't forget to apply the aluminum-free ultra-premium deodorant for that cologne-quality scent on the go. 
We shouldn't have a signature scent for our pits. Use the Crop Preserver Ball Deodorant and Crop Reviver Ball Toner Spray to make sure your go- your go-to smell is top shelf and not sweaty balls. Manscaped even threw in two free gifts to their Platinum Package 4.0, the Manscaped Boxers and the Shed Travel Bag. Bring your comfort and boxers to another level. The Platinum Package 4.0 covers all the bases from head to toe and hair to ball fro. Get 20% off plus free shipping with the code STEALERS20 at manscaped.com. That's 20% off with free shipping at manscaped.com, and all you have to do is use our code STEALERS20. Use the platinum package because the gold standard is no longer good enough. That was a new one. That was fantastic. Let me tell you. Started off with a bang. Cannot wait for my fiance's mother to watch these because she watches every single one of these episodes and uh, she loves the Manscaped reads. So shout out Noel. Um, Let's talk about Deontay Johnson. The only noticeable injury heading into week one said the other day that the, the injury against the Lions in the preseason game, he wouldn't have been able to return if it was a regular season game. He said, quote, unquote, that hurt. And I, I believe him. I, he's been very limited throughout the week. They, they released their first injury report yesterday. He was a limited participant, which means that he's just doing individual drills. He's not doing any teamwork. I don't know if I expect Deontay to play, but if he doesn't play, you're already down Calvin Austin. Does the Steelers wide receiver core take that big of a hit? against Cincinnati with Pickens, Chase Claypool, and probably Gunnar Olszewski starting at wide receiver? Uh, Yeah, I would say going from Deontay Johnson to Gunnar Olszewski is a pretty significant downgrade, and that is not even a knock on Gunnar Olszewski, who I think you and I both really like. Um, It's Yeah, Deontay is one of the best receivers in football, Um, so this is obviously a a huge loss. it's a bold statement. Uh, well, it's a, not a bold statement. It's a it's it is a really definitive and a really loud statement from Deontay that he would admit to that and would admit to saying, "Yeah, in that preseason game, I wouldn't have come back." Um, you know, if it were a regular season game like that, yep. that hurt enough to to keep me out of that game for a long time. Um, that was that was really notable to me. That's not that doesn't feel like something a player would would really admit if if it was anything less than something really serious. Yeah. I think that it, it was overlooked. I kind of looked at Deontay's injury like, okay, well really the only thing that the Steelers have to worry about this week is Montrevious Adams and his foot injury. And then Alex Highsmith and his rib injury. Highsmith's back. Adams is back. Everything seems good to go. I expected Deontay at bare minimum to just, you know, deal with a little bit of pain and, and then work his way back. And then when Tomlin said it on Tuesday, that, that, participation is going to be key to his availability i thought okay that's a little concerning because tomlin doesn't usually toss out those little nuggets unless it's serious and now you're looking at it going i don't know if he if he plays they have two more practices one today one tomorrow you have to practice at least once as a full participant to play in a game in pittsburgh that's the rule i don't know if he's going to get that in so uh, the next question is what do you move so The starting lineup with a healthy offense would be Chase Claypool in the slot, Deontay Johnson on the outside, and George Pickens on the other side. So you're telling me you're going to move Chase to the outside, put Gunner on the inside, and then Pickens on the other side and just rock that? And then who carries Deontay's 
route tree because Deontay's route tree is much different than everybody else's. So is that a chase job? Is that a George Pickens job? Where do you go from there? Yeah. Um, that makes the most sense to me. I mean, that formation that you spelled out, but I think expecting anyone to replace what Deontay does, especially in this group is, is pretty unrealistic. So I don't know. You got to get creative. You're gonna have to run the ball a lot, which is not <laughs> going to be good with bad offensive line. Right. So we'll get into that in a second, but that, that Bengals spread looks better by the day, but um, <laughs> it it's, I don't know. Yeah. I mean, faceless man pointed out, you know, Pat Fryermuth's going to have to step up in a big way too. I think you're already expecting him to step up, but, but even more, it's got to be by committee, by committee. Um, no one's going to be, no one's going to be Deontay. Um, yes. No. Yeah. You know. So I would expect Pickens to play that like, shorter route wide receiver and then chase to be like the deep threat which like eliminates everything you're trying to do with chase unless you're going to put gunner on the outside and have him run those like shorter cutback routes but i think like gunner is is a pretty he's pretty solidified as a slot guy which is very tough and then your other options are terrible to replace Deontay Johnson. I mean, who you're not going to put Steven Sims on the outside. You're not going to put Miles Boykin out there and say go run Deontay's route tree. That'll yeah. work out just fine. Pat Fryermuth is probably going to be the best answer. And there's there's a good there's a good question out here like would you start Deontay Johnson this week in fantasy? Obviously not because he's dealing with an injury, but I I think I'd start George Pickens I think I would start Pat Fryermuth and expect big games from both of them. I could also see Najee Harris playing a little bit of slot and getting plenty of catches. But if the if the Bengals' defensive line is just as good as they were last year, and I get that they've lost some pieces, you're you're dealing with a situation where you got to get the ball out quick, especially if that offensive line for the Steelers is as bad as we expect it to be. Then you got to get the ball out quick, and that's where Deontay Johnson shined. You're you're not gonna. You, you're you're just not going to get that same result. I agree with this one. Pickens is a natural X, a hundred percent, a hundred percent, which is what Deontay plays. I just I haven't they haven't used him there yet. That's the thing is they haven't used Pickens in the same manner that they've used Deontay. And for a rookie, there's always an adjustment period. So yeah. my concern is, can you toss him out there week one and say, hey, switch exactly what we've been asking you to do and do something else and do it fluently enough that you're going to replace a dude who's a Pro Bowler. That's yeah. That's where it gets difficult. Yeah. I do kind of – I mean, I think Pickens might be the better, you know, on those deep balls, those deep throws. Like, I think Pickens is a little bit better suited for that than Chase. So, like, I I have to imagine you see Gunner, Chase, and, and Pat kind of running those – uh kind of running those those routes over the middle and short in short range and like you said maybe Najee in the slot while Pickens uh while Pickens kind of handles the deep ball. I also think that they're going to pay a lot more attention to Pickens than than anyone else. So spreading people out um doing things like you said putting Najee in the slot, spreading Firemuth out um I think that's a good that's probably your best option, your best bet um especially to kind of slow down that that defensive line like you mentioned too. A little bit of uh, Connor Hayward in this game. You think? You think you see any? You think we see any of a seventh or sixth round draft pick play slot against the Bengals? I'll put it: not enough to matter. I would say. <laughs> um, yeah. I agree on that one. I agree on that one. Although I do think he makes maybe a special teams tackle too. But I agree. I think it's a very tricky situation. One to monitor. If he practices full today, none of this matters. And this is two podcasts that we've done where everything's just totally washed within a couple of hours. But 
-hmm. If he doesn't, then this is definitely something that should be a concern for the Steelers because I think they're going to have to, they're going to want to run the football a lot, but they're going to have to throw the football too. And chances are they're going to have to get the ball quick. That's where Deontay shines. So that's also where Gunner shines. So I think that Gunner would be fine and you could run a little misdirection. Um, you could run some end arounds, use that Matt Canada offense to its fullest. But yeah. it's 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 a concern, a bigger concern than if it was at if it was Chase, Highsmith, anybody else, I'd be like, oh, this stinks. But Deontay's a big loss. Not that uh not not that the rest of them are, but Deontay's a bit a significant loss that seems to be overlooked. All right, before we head out of here, let's uh, let's talk about some bets. Football season is back, okay? Let me start off with this. I haven't come up with an announcement. I haven't come up with anything. I'm just very excited that in less than 12 hours, we will be sitting on our couches. I'll actually be sitting right here recording a podcast with Mike Up over at the Believe Network, so shout out to him. Watching Buffalo Bills versus Los Angeles Rams football. And... I, you know, I, losing money, obviously losing fantasy football games. Honestly, right. Obviously it's going to be a, a brutal tonight starts the most brutal, intense, stressful, beautiful, lovely six months of our lives. Then nothing gets better than sitting down, drinking beer, eating crappy food, putting on weight, being depressed during the winter, losing all your money, n- trying to tell yourself that your fantasy football team is going to be good. And then it's not, or it is good. And then it sucks. Uh, shout out Dalvin Cook for getting me to the playoffs every year. But we're gonna try, we're gonna try to stay the positive and we're gonna try to finish the season ahead. Last year, I pretty much picked every single Pittsburgh Steelers game wrong. This year, not happening. We're coming out strong. We're gonna start it out here. Cincinnati, Pittsburgh Steelers. What's the new stadium name? Paycor, Paycor Stadium. Paycor stadium. Six and a half point spread to Cincy. They're going to hang the banner. Everybody that I've asked in Pittsburgh this week, I've, I've asked yep. at least four or five players, you know, hey, if you, uh, when they hang the AFC champion banner, is, you know, is that going to add some motivation? Nobody's just like, no, I, I could care less, honestly. Like, they're like, hanging the banner. They're going to hang the, uh, they'll hang the, the AFC champion banner, I believe. What I believe the hell? Those, I believe those might be hung. I don't know. I, that's what I've heard. That's what I've oh heard. So I've been I've been rocking with it. They're gonna they're gonna do a whole ceremony. You know what I mean? Wow, that is losing the Super Bowl goes a long way in Cincinnati. Let me tell you. Well, yeah. Look, that's not you know not something to be not something not to be proud of, but like God, no, it is I, something to be not proud of. You lost the Super Bowl. Okay. Okay. Me, for for a team who hasn't made an AFC Championship since, you know, the Steelers want to get a want to get uppity about it. Like you guys haven't even made an AFC Championship game since. When since you got blown out by the Patriots and no, no, they've been to the Super Bowl, okay, and lost to the Packers. That was the last time. When was that? 2012. Okay, well, you guys lost to the Patriots. They Steelers lost to the Patriots in the AFC Championship game when I was in high school. So yeah, well, that okay. that was after 2012. So yeah, that's very true. That's very true. It's been a minute. It doesn't matter. It doesn't matter. The Patriots, the Steelers. The Browns would do it. Yes, you shouldn't no, be hanging they, a banner. You know, right. no, at I the end of the day, you shouldn't be like, man, we almost did it, but we didn't do it. That's not that's not what we're here. We're not hanging up on an award in the back here being like, this is like the second best podcast on Apple Music. Like, this is awesome. No, we're not doing that. We're fighting. Right. You fight you're for right. number one. And if you're not number one, you're number two. And in the words of Ricky Bobby, that's just 
worse than being anything else. If you're not first, you're last. last. All right. But we're going to make some bets. And I'm feeling good. I'm feeling ballsy. I have a wedding on Saturday, which means that I'm definitely going to be a little intoxicated and putting a lot of money on this Pittsburgh Steelers game. Very thrilled about it. Six and a half point dogs. They head into Cincy as 44 and a half over under. You taking the spread. Let's start with the spread. Are you taking the spread? Yeah, uh, given given what Deontay looks like, uh, or given the situation with Deontay's injury, um, I think the Bengals are the more talented team. Um, I think they have more continuity. Um, I think that's going to help them too. So, I but that six and a half is just a big six number, especially that's because big. I want to take the under forty five and a half too, and that's just going to be a tough thing to cover if the point total is that low. Um, I like both defenses, but. I think I do have to take the Bengals minus six and a half. I don't feel very good about it, but that, that is what I'm going with. Touchdown, a touchdown difference to open the season with a new quarterback in the AFC North. That's tough. You are home. I will give them that. They are home. Cincinnati's a tough place to play, but that's tough. Like, that's tough. The Steelers came out here and beat the, the Bills last season in week one. Nobody saw it happening, you know, and everything goes downhill from there, obviously. But uh, I don't know. I don't know. I think there's a lot to prove. I'm not saying that the Pittsburgh Steelers are going to win this game, okay, because I'm I'm not feeling confident in that. What I am feeling confident is that this, this could come down to an Evan McPherson field goal or a Chris Boswell field goal. But I think that I think that the defense, the Pittsburgh Steelers defense, does enough to keep this game close enough. That's what's mm-hmm. – I think that's what's going to be overlooked here. It's – I don't think T. Higgins and Jamar Chase are going to have the games that they had last year. I think the Steelers' defense overall is better. I would say, and and the Bengals' offensive line didn't get any better. So I'm going to say I'm going to take I'm going to take the Steelers plus six and a half. Feeling good about it, but I'm also definitely going to take the under on forty four and a half because yeah. I could easily see this game end in twenty one seventeen. You know, yeah. 17, 14, easy, easy. Yeah. Now, if it, if, if they get smoked, you know, I was wrong and we start on one, but I'm feeling, I'm feeling good on the plus six and a half and the under 44 and a half. Check out those SI sportsbook.com. That's where we get our odds. Um, we also have, a, I'm pretty sure we have a promo code in our, let me look. Oh, now you could just hear everything and I'm screwing up. Let's see. Uh, I'm pretty sure we have a promo code. Before we get out of here for Bet US that somebody gave me a while ago and I've just never used it. Um, yeah, you get 125% sports book bonus at Bet US. I'm gonna drop the uh, I'm gonna drop the link right here. Yeah, yeah. So use that. Go place an odd six and a half. We got conflicting odds, so I'm going to keep a tally. Last year, I didn't keep a tally. This year, I would. Uh, this year, I'm going to. This year, I'm going to see how it goes. Me, you, and Derek. I'll ask Derek tomorrow. I'm sure he'll be like, "Oh, Steelers are going to win, easy." <laughs> or last year, he was real pessimistic, and the Steelers were supposed to lose every game, and then they pulled out a lot of them. So I was feeling good. Mm-hmm. Um, how do y'all feel about DK throwing shade at Franco? I didn't mean to click on this comment. I won't lie to you, but Black and Yellow Texas Steel. I didn't hear it to be honest with you. Um, I haven't. I haven't. 
I won't lie to you. I've, I've honestly never heard one of the daily shots. So, but I know that people, I know that there's a couple of guys in the Steelers media, the Pittsburgh media that don't like Franco. And I just think that's, uh, that's dumb because listening to Franco get his Jersey retired the other day was awesome. Like it was emotional. Everybody was smiling. He seems like a very, he's, he's just a great person. Like I've met him just on the streets and he just seems like a good dude. So I won't, I won't touch that, but I personally am happy for Franco Harris and I'm, I think it's a good, it was, I think it was well-deserved. You know, you don't have three numbers retired in the history of an organization and make a mistake on one of them. So it's uh that's how we're going to start that 55, 10 Steelers destroy them. Steelers <laughs> win by 14. We got some big ones here. Feels good. Drop your uh, predictions in the comments after we get out of here. We'd love to take them back or uh, look back next week when we come back on Monday, I will be back tomorrow with Derek. Make sure to go use our promo code at manscaped.com for 20% off plus free shipping. And also go check out that bet us promo code that I just dropped in the link and hopefully save yourself some money Steelers plus six and a half. We got conflicting bets, but we're feeling good about it. We'll see what happens with Mason Rudolph and Deontay Johnson. Like I said, I will be back tomorrow. Enjoy your day. Peace.